Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another Paddle and Finn for Noobs podcast. Um, one of your hosts, Susie Q. And I'm your other host, Sean. Welcome back. How you doing, Sean? Doing all right. Getting ready for our first uh, tournament of the season for my local trail tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Where are you guys having it at? Uh, the very bottom of the Susquehanna where it meets the Chesapeake Bay. So it's my first time fishing down there. So it's what they call the Susquehanna flats. So interesting. Should be a good time. I know there's uh, a lot of good fish down there. So nice. Well, good luck to you. Hopefully that, uh, that all goes well for you. I'm going to be hitting up my home waters tomorrow for some fun fishing. I haven't been to a banner marsh in a hot minute. Uh, (laughs) I think since maybe April, it, it, it's been a minute. Um, but uh, last weekend, I had my first club tournament uh, down on Newton Lake. It uh, it was kind of interesting. Uh, we had some uh, weather come in on us uh, right when we were starting to do our <laughs> award ceremony. So uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it was still really nice to get out. 
and uh, whatnot. So, yeah. And then uh, next weekend, I'm going to be going up to Wisconsin for another tournament. So, uh, feels good to be back in the swing of things after being out from last year. I'm sure. I can only imagine. Right. Uh, But today, um, if uh, some of you guys aren't familiar with uh, the podcast that I used to do solo, Adventures with Outdoor Woman, I've had this lovely lady on before. Uh, She is uh, from the lovely state of Utah, (laughs) Utah that is, (laughs) Uh, proud to welcome the one, the only, Erin Mathis, everybody. (laughs) Hey, thank you. I missed you, Suzy Q. Susie does all of our judging, by the way, as of recently. So she's awesome. I love it. <laughs> she does a great job on the backside there, on the back end, taking care of things. Always has. Yeah. She does. She loves judging all of our tiny little 10 inch fish. So. <laughs> if uh, your uh, fish gets disqualified, do you call it, do you call it getting Susie cued? Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, goodness. That's a new thing. I'm going to have to make some trophies. You got Susie cued. <laughs> you had some pretty nice ones, this last one. This last one was okay. I wasn't too disappointed, that's for sure. So, <laughs> I, I got to say, I always look forward to uh, your um, identifiers because she'll always write, I love Susie Q on them for me. <laughs> of course. Got to suck up to the judge, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> so Aaron, if you want uh tell the folks a little bit about yourself where you're from what you do um that lovely pooch that was with you you know <laughs> she's <Yeah>. gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i am i'm a phoenix native i should say i grew up in arizona and uh due to the military i ended up here in uh, utah and just fell in love with it. I actually never really fished when I was in Arizona and had some neighbors that loved bass fishing and they took me fishing and, and I realized I couldn't afford a bass boat. So I bought a super cheap lifetime and started bass fishing out of that. And which ended up quickly ended up being a Hobie. And, uh, and so I just, you know, started fishing the tournaments around here and I was doing really well. I really enjoyed it and ended up taking over the club here in Utah about a year and a half after I started fishing and it's just been awesome. I uh, We've started a lot of different things here in Utah. We've grown our club exponentially. Uh, we started a youth league, which, you know, we'll talk about here shortly. But uh, it's been awesome. I've, I've got a, a boxer, Kaya. She was in the, in the screen with me. She fishes with me now. Well, she lays in the back while I fish. And uh, we built her a little uh, bimini so she can stay in the shade. And she's got some water and food back there. And and so that's kind of my thing now. I just, I've just been enjoying, uh, I don't know, fishing with her. I don't, I don't necessarily fish to win anymore because I'm definitely doing the tournaments, but, uh, you know, we're getting a little more competitive these days now that I'm, now that at KFU is, is, is a little more chilled out and I've got it under control. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I assume KFU is kayak fishing Utah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, that's at Kayak Fishing Utah. Um, we were established in 2018, and Joe Randall and myself took over about mid-2019, and and we've uh, just tried to make it way more family-friendly. We're not 
I want to say we're a super competitive club because we, I mean, our first tournament this year was 60 people. I'm, that's obviously not huge, but it is for us. <laughs> and um, this one, we actually capped out at 65. I had to put a limit on it because our lakes are so small. Um, and so when you put a limit on it, we, we cap out real quick. <laughs> so, but we, so we, um, yeah, it's, we've grown a lot. Like I said, the, the junior league, we, we start off with like 20 or we start off with like five kids and then 20. And so, yeah, we're just, we're just growing, got a lot of sponsors, a lot of, um, really amazing members that I can't wait to talk about actually. So awesome. Very yeah. Very good deal. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, yeah, do you want to talk about um, your uh, youth league and how you got that started? Yeah, so we um, we have a lot of members here that have children. Um, not to point out the obvious, but I'm in Utah. There's a lot of LDS here, and, and they tend to have a plethora of children, which is, is not a bad thing. And we like to embrace that. And so we we decided to become more of a grassroots family club. Uh, regardless of how big we become, we're going to stay that, you know, we, we keep our rules simple. We, we try to make it family friendly. We always um, invite the families to our award ceremony. We make sure that we feed everybody, including all the, the moms and children and the husbands that are there supporting the wives that are out on the water. And, um, so we try to keep it super family friendly and, and it eventually grew into a thing that we didn't want these kids going out paying, you know, $60 to join a tournament that they knew they weren't going to win money in. And so it was more of a, let's, let's find an outlet for them. And it became a youth league and uh, Dwayne Wally might yell at me for saying this, but he has actually sponsored our youth league from, from the very beginning uh, this doesn't mean everybody gets to go out and say sponsor our youth league, but <laughs> um, he was he was more than gracious to do that for um, for the future anglers. And so every tournament is actually sponsored by him. We don't have to pay that five dollar fee per angler when it comes to the youth. And so it is completely separate. We allow ages three because I feel like any time before that you're probably not fishing three to 15 or three to 15 so as long as you're 15 before our first tournament starts of the season you can be in the junior league the entire year um at one point we had over 25 kids I believe uh which was I know almost bigger than most clubs right (laughs) it was it was was pretty awesome they're they're out there they could we make sure the tournaments are the same time as the adult league so uh, it's unfortunate for the parents that have to go out and do it because they have to pay a lot more attention to their kids. <laughs> but um, but really, it's actually worked out beautifully because those parents, honestly, are out there for their kids. They're not out there for themselves. They join our tournament for the experience and, to the, and for the um, opportunity to, to just hang out with everybody and have a good time. They don't necessarily do it for themselves or else they probably wouldn't be bringing all of their kids around. So, um, and one year, I want to say two last year or the year before both years, um, Loomis, he was uh, three years old when he started with us. He stood up on his own kayak. He would fish. He was in the Bassmaster magazine. Wow. <laughs> and, and he would, um, he would kick those kids butts like, he would fish the first half of the day and then he would have to take a nap by lunch. So, it was <laughs> <laughs> so his dad was kind of digging tight. this, you know, <laughs> that doesn't sound too <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, right? so his dad would tie his kayak to his, 
says and he would just pour them around and we allow that for the kids because I, I don't expect a, an adult with a motor to have to wait for his child so I'm fine if they move the kids around where they're going but um yeah, it worked out perfectly. That kid won so many medals, and he was, like, super shy at first, and towards the end of the season, he's like, look at my medal, you know, like, <laughs> in front of everybody, just, he was my absolute favorite. Unfortunately, his father is, not unfortunately, fortunately for the United States, his father is part of the Air Force, and, but unfortunately for KFU, they had to move away, but um, I still keep in touch and, and get to FaceTime Loomis all the time, he's, he calls me Miss Aaron, which is like, I know it's a super like Southern Eastern thing, but that's not here, but I love it. <laughs> so, now the youth league has been just a great thing. We've got um, two kids this year. One of them actually turned 16 before the first of uh, first tournament. And the other one actually just, he does so well. He wanted to try his hand at the adult league. So that's kind of like what we're trying to do for them is get them already to, you know, fish the adult tournaments, learn, great sportsmanship, learn, um, you know, to be a humble loser, a humble winner, and and just to, like, share your experience with everybody. And I think, honestly, that's what it's all about for these kids and just getting out there with their parents, really. So these these two kids that have um, joined the adult league, one of them, we had 60 anglers. He plays ninth, and he's only 15. So technically he could still fish junior league, but he wanted to try his hand, and, and he's proven himself. So I'm excited to see where he goes this year. For sure. <laughs> wow. And you said that, that that first kid you were talking about was three. When he started, yeah. When I he think he's, started. I think he's he five three. now. Three yeah. winning medals. Yeah. <laughs> Against like 10 to 18 kids. He was oh. winning second place all the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have a nephew that's going to be turning six, and I'm trying to like visualize that in my head. And I'm like, when my nephew was three, I don't think he even would have like bothered with like a fishing pole then. And I'm just like, you know, when, I, when, your, <laughs> when your dad names you Loomis, like, do you have any other chance? Right? Right. <laughs> so. First off, my wife would never let me get away with that, but second of all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i got it i understand <laughs> that is awesome so and forgive me if you said this already so when did you start uh the youth league uh i think that was 2020 so we took over mid 2019 and then 2020 at the beginning of the season is when we decided to go with the junior league and it's we started off with like a 20 dollar membership just to get them some extras you know help me buy some things or or get some sponsors on board and um and now i'm just doing it for free because i've got enough sponsors and like i've actually uh, i have like the best club ever i've got this um these two guys the one that the kid is still 15 and he plays ninth it's his dad and his uncle and I've kind of, it's uh, Jason and Rich Conley. I'm just going to throw them a shout out. But um, they've decided to take over Junior League. Well, I made them take over Junior League. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, um, you know, we've, we got our trophies donated to us this year. So they're going to be given, they're going to be buying things for all the kids that compete this year. Every tournament, they get something special, like a, a nice mug and, and some and some baits or something. So it's, it's been awesome. It really has been cool. That's Awesome. So yeah, that's going to be like my next question. Like, you know, not only being like a tournament director, I mean, I, I know you've probably got, you know, staff and whatnot, but 
you know, the coordination you probably have to do with, you know, sponsors and whatnot, you know, not only yeah. for your adult league, but for your youth league as well, you know, um, talk to us about that too. Uh, you know, I, I have to say, I've been uh, really crappy this year when it comes to sponsors. Um, last year, I, we well, essentially employed uh, one of our anglers and, she was amazing. She got out and got us so much cash sponsorship, and which I cannot thank her enough. Because this year, I mean, we had the longest winter, and I'm sure <laughs> both of you could probably agree with us. But it was like depressing. Like we literally had snow three weeks ago, and so like we're. <laughs> I, I'm in a tank top today, so that tells you how bipolar Utah is. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, it's been insane. Like the the weather has just been so off. I've been depressed as far as like just not being able to get out in, in nature like I always want to. Yes. Um, but um, so I I kind of slacked on sponsors this year because uh, the lady who was great with us last year, she's just kind of taken a step back for just personal reasons, and she, I'm so grateful for her. But I just kind of put it out there and said, okay, members, like we do this for free, just help us out. Like I need your help. Go to your employers. If you own a business, go to your insurance companies, go to your eyeglass doctors, you know, like let them know what we do and see what you can get. And so I'm, I'm kind of putting it out there and putting on them because if they want I hate to say this, we do this for free. So if they yeah. want those sponsorships and all those extra goodies and all that extra stuff, like I need their help. Honestly, it's, I, I have a full-time job myself. I'm an aerospace engineer. Like I don't have a ton of time for myself. And so like, I need their help and they've been, they've been phenomenal. I, I'm not going to give away too much of this because it's supposed to be a surprise for somebody that I think might watch this before uh, this tournament. But one of, one of my members, not only did they go to their company and they got us, a hundred dollar like sponsorship. So I sent him a, I sent him a net on Amazon, like one of the app attack nets and said, have him buy this. That's perfect. He's donating a, um, Oh, it's one of the lifetimes, the more stable ones. I can't even think what the name is right now. I've had too much of this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, self pro. So he's, he's donating um, a stealth pro and then we got a fish finder for this person and everything. And he, he messaged me and said, do you know anybody in our club that is riding in a older kayak that could use an upgrade? He said, I didn't have a lot to grow up on and I want to give back. And so this weekend, I'm surprising somebody, and I can't say who I want to say that, um, but they're going to have a brand new kayak um, with a fish finder and, and things that they definitely don't have. And I am just just so grateful for them. Like, our members are the best. They're constantly. Oh gosh, that's so awesome. I know. Like, this next tournament, some of my members decided they wanted to get a 15-pound, like, por pork roast. They're going to do pork uh pulled pork sandwiches for the whole club like it's just we just have such a family friendly everybody hangs out we all camp together it's just i really have an awesome club i really can't complain <laughs> right like i see your facebook feeds all the time of like your your camping fiascos <laughs> and everything and just like your your club in general just the overall feel it just i get that that family in that camaraderie feel. Right. Yeah. You know? And just like I, I've experienced different clubs before. And like I'll see yours and I'm just like, I feel like sometimes like some of our clubs are missing that because 
I, I don't know. Like we kind of sort of had that in the beginning and then mm-hmm. like we've 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 kind of grown, but mm-hmm. like there's been other clubs and whatnot. Everybody's kind of separated off, but yet we're still involved yeah. with you know the same clubs and whatnot. But just like I don't know, I feel like parts of the family have kind of broken off into other parts, you know, type of thing. It's just like yeah. you guys have just you you've held it together for you know <laughs> quite a while, and I just like I'm envious of that. And I'm just like I wish I could have that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. If the, I don't know if this makes a difference, but all of our lakes are really far apart, so yeah. it's almost like. If you want to be there at 4 a.m., you almost have to camp. And so yeah. we all just kind of like got this. It's almost like we know who's going to camp and who's not, basically. Mm-hmm. There's some pe- there are some people that will only Airbnb, and that's <laughs> fine. I get it. <laughs> you know, um, I'll camp out of the back of a truck if I have to. But, um, you know, it's um, there's always this set group of people. And then we're always everybody's always willing just to share. Like nobody takes something but doesn't. It doesn't return. <laughs> She's trying to get my wine. <laughs> Kaya, by the way. <laughs> wine now. Um, <laughs> so now it's um, it's just been such a great experience with these people. Um, we don't. I, I mean, just to be blunt, like we don't have the same religious backgrounds. Some of us drink. Some of us don't. You know. Some of us have medicinal purposes that we use things for some of us don't and so it's like everybody has their own ideas and their own um their own ways of living and everybody's just cohesive everybody's just really awesome to each other and and it hasn't been better that baby kangaroo just walked by me again i'm not joking but before we started recording she was talking about how there was this baby kangaroo that she saw and she was really excited so she about if, you see, if you see a guy that walked right back this way with it with a pink bag the baby kangaroo is sitting in that bag right now it's Aww. the cutest thing <laughs> Kangaroo. Cool. I had the first time I've ever seen that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Taking them for a walk right now. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Anyway. So with the the youth league, you're you're really even priming the pump for the future of the adult league. Then too, I mean, if you're already having to cap some of the events, I mean, that's gonna. I mean you know talk about growth that's that's really going to help that as well i mean well make, yeah. make your job more difficult but also in a good way <laughs> sure. you know uh you know that you know you know you you know you're gonna have good membership because odds are if they're fishing now they're gonna probably follow that through uh to well the that's goal. exactly it yeah exactly and, it, and it's been great like we use the youth league as more as a teaching tool so we give them rules and it's it's pretty similar to adults minus um they can have help they they have to cast hook and reel in by themselves, but they can have help netting it and taking the picture. The picture does have to be in their kayak. So again, the rules are extremely similar to adults. Um, but I think we just allow a lot more leeway as far as that goes. Um, I can't even remember if netting, helping somebody net is a rule in my league. Um, probably just because unless somebody took a video of it, I can't really say yay or nay. Right. But um 
but we just give them a little bit more leeway and, and, and I use it as a teaching tool. So if their pictures are blurry, but you can figure it out or their pictures are at a bad angle, I'll, I'll give them all the points, but just say, Hey, let your junior know. And I always address the parents, not the kids and just say, Hey, let your junior know that like next time try and take a picture way overhead or make sure they get a like less blurry picture. Just, just saying, you know, or even if the, maybe a, pinky nail is under the gill i'm not gonna dq a fish from a junior like they worked hard to catch that damn fish like we're gonna give it to them you know <laughs> so th there's rules but we're, we're way more lenient with the kids and, and then what sucks is when they transferred over to the adult league and i'm having to dq their pictures now i can't give that le that leniency you know and that has happened with our month longs and um but you know, it's just the way of it. I, I can't, I, when my, when it comes to money, there's no, there's no question. It's, it's, it's black and white. There's no gray. So that's where we're at with that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So what would you say like your average, like age range is for like your youth league? Mm, probably 10, 10? probably. Yeah, I would say I would say 10 to 12. We had um, a few older kids last year, but at the same time, I had three, four and five year olds out there. So I mean, really, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I was dating, I'll be honest, I was dating a guy that had two kids, younger kids when I actually started the junior league. And, and that definitely helped. And not did you give that person much credit, but and that definitely helped us form the junior league. But um, it was tough, like, because he didn't have a lot of fishing experience. I was mostly out there with his kids trying to fish my own tournament and not get frustrated with them for not paying attention or you know, getting <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you people do this? You know? Uh, but, you know, it all comes down to like, we had San Hollow last year. That's in Southern Utah. It's always our first tournament because it's still, uh, we were iced over during San Hollow up, up North, but down South, it was like 70 degrees. And, and the, uh, Nick Brown, he, he owns native custom rod. He's a great sponsor of ours as well, but um, he's got, three juniors this year in it he's got two of his sons baron brown or bear brown's his last name uh baron hoyt um and then his uh daughter madison is in it now this year and so now he's got three juniors um what's awesome is stepdad is also involved so stepdad comes out and fishes with them and um he helps with baron brown and now madison but uh joe and i found hoyt Hoyt's one of the juniors out kind of by Nick and Nick was trying to target an 18 inch bedded fish. And so Joe and I immediately went over to Hoyt because Hoyt saw a bedded fish too. And, and we're like, what are you doing? He's like, I keep getting caught in the reeds. And we're like, here, let's give you a weedless net rig, you know, I'm just trying to hook him up. And he caught a fish right in front of us. And it was the only one he got to submit that day. And it was like, it's like, we all just try to help each other. Well, his dad was out there fighting this like 18 to 20 inch fish, you know, and it was like, I, we try to give those parents a little bit of, you know, if I'm there, I'm going to help their kids out so they can go fish too. You know, I'm, I'm not there to win all this. I want money. I want to win. I want bragging rights. But <laughs> that's not what it's all about, you know, <laughs> in the right. end. <laughs> so. Right. But I mean, but, but being right there on the water, helping those kids, you know, showing them the ropes of everything too is just, you know, going to be those building blocks and the foundation getting those kids hooked yeah. right then and there and keeping yeah. them there, you know, for the yeah. long run too. 
you know. Well, not only that, that that kid takes a medal to his friends and shows his friends, and his friends are gonna be like, "Holy crap, cow! Look, he got a medal. I'm gonna go do mm-hmm. that," you know. And that's yeah. how you grow our sport, you know. Absolutely. It's just if they can drag their parents along, that might be the, the <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah, we've had we've had some unfortunate incidences with junior league. I actually had a fan of junior and his dad cheating, oh, no. and then and then his, and oh, then his wow. dad was. Then his dad wasn't out on the water with him, and the kid didn't even have a uh, a, a life vest. It was I cried that entire weekend. Like that just absolutely broke my heart. Just and it wasn't their first incident, so that's like that was the problem. But anyway, it's like it, that's what sucks is these parents aren't taking it serious because I they're my responsibility on the water. Right. When, when, you know, sure, their parents need to be out there with them, but in reality, like, that's, this, these are my kids, you know, and, and I need to make sure that they're safe, and if they're out there without a parent or something, it's, yeah. So, and a lot of it takes away from my fishing time, and I, it doesn't matter, because the joys that I get out of it, like I did with, uh, with Nick Brown's kid, Hoyt, like, that's, Watching him catch the ice cream louder for him than my 18 inch that I caught that or 17 and a half that I caught that day. You know, like that gives me the joy. Me taking 15th, I don't give a shit. Like this kid's, you know, catching his first and only fish for the tournament. That's what it's about for me. So I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. That's good. I, I hope you continue getting big with that and can continue, you know, not only just getting more kids involved, but, you know, getting community involvement with it as yeah. well. You know, I mean, whether yeah. it be getting, I don't know if you have like kayak shops around or something like that. No, man. One. Oh, my wow. gosh. Some, See, that, that's my, what you need to do. You, you need know. to convince somebody to set up a kayak shop and be like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious because, like, my my main sponsor, and I'll always plug them, is Idaho River Sports. Mine is, the, the first key word is Idaho, okay? <laughs> my, my main sponsor is four, four hours north, and they've been incredible to me since the beginning. And it's because we have no ma and pa shops here. The only places that sell Hobies here are REI, and we have a shield here. Oh my and goodness. so, like, I always send people up north because they've got ponds that you can, and they've got demo boats and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so, like, we send people up there, and they've been incredible to me. They've always hooked me up. But there's new owners this year, which makes me sad. But I'm grateful grateful for the new ownership. They're still taking care of me this year. But um, yeah, again, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> we got some local guys that are trying to be um old town dealers but they won't have like a brick and mortar i mean that's just too expensive here yeah i mean i i, I can't afford a home here on my own like it's insane so i can't imagine trying to open up a brick and mortar at this point yeah well that and yeah talking about yeah the season too it's probably really short for you guys too i mean yeah you were just talking what it was snowing three weeks ago so yeah yeah, i know and and typically our first tournament down at san hollow there's there are hardcore spawning and it was mostly 15 16 inch males just making beds i saw a couple fish um 
twirling or swirling or whatever. You can just, you know, poke in the bedungle or whatever they call it. But like, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of that is happening. <laughs> but, but no, like, true, no true spawning fish. I'm hoping this week's even a little chilly up here. Like, I'm already put a jacket on, but um, I'm hoping that they're spawning here where we are by next week. And that's, this is about a month late in the season for us. So it's, it's been rough. And I'm, I'm hoping the season lasts a little bit longer. We typically go until the second, first or second week of October, and we end up having to go down south for that too. So we'll see. <laughs> Damn weather. <laughs> I hear you. Mm, I'm sure you guys are both feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it just, it was like a, it was a weird like winter like it was warm but then it kind of wasn't and then it was yeah. kind of warm but then it was kind of wasn't it just yeah it, it was definitely like a weird thing. Yeah. yeah it's been gnarly where our, our cities are flooding here we've got roads closed to some of our major lakes the the canyons are like falling off of <laughs> the canyon roads are falling off the mountains into the river and yeah it's it's been pretty gnarly but we'll get through it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm ready to move to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cold when we were down there, too. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it. nice up until like uh, that, uh, what, like that Friday, I think, is when that front came through. And then, yeah, it was Aww. cold that morning again. Every year, without yep. a doubt, yeah. it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, uh, you know, super familiar with uh, Utah. Like, how far away or apart are your events? Like, if you're covering the whole state with your club right yeah we are essentially um yeah last year was the first time we went out to flaming gorge and flaming gorge is probably the largest reservoir um uh, minus maybe bear lake bear lake has no bass it's all lake trout that sits between idaho and utah um flaming gorge is between utah and wyoming and it's pretty much split in half and that's probably our largest one powell is also obviously a big one I think that sits mostly in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't had a tournament there. The winds scare me, um, but the fishing there is great. I just, I'm trying to figure out if it's something that's even viable for us. Other than that, like our first tournament, I'm in about Salt Lake City. And so that was probably four or five hours for me. This tournament is an hour and a half for me. Um, and then like our next couple tournaments are probably about an hour they're all about at least an hour from each other. And then we've got one that's about three hours to the east. So we're pretty much all over the place. So we kind of, uh, we kind of, we kind of go all over the state really. So okay. cool. yeah, it's fun. I mean, we, we, I try to cater to everybody. We've got big populations in, in smaller areas. So I'm trying to cater to everything without ha me having to travel five hours south five times a year. So yeah. <laughs> I can see why you camp then too, because yeah, that's, every that's time <laughs> I've yeah, got to take so much stuff to give out. And then it's like, we, we, we cook for everybody. So we've got grills and propane tanks. So it's, it's just so much easier to camp it's, and it's more fun anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. The camaraderie, you know, that just helps mm -hmm. with that even more. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever thought about doing any rivers? We have, uh, we don't have any rivers that have bass in them that are like big, <laughs> like big enough to turn a hobie around, maybe. Um, there's one and it's Bear River. And um, 
little kids waving at me. <laughs> Gotta wave back. I don't know. I hate kids, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the state and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm zooming in at like different rivers. And so like, there's like White Canyon, but like, I don't know if these are like rapid rivers or if these are just like canyon rivers. So mind you, we are a blue ribbon trout fishery state. Like we pride ourselves on the trout fishing here, uh, which is pretty unfortunate. I got into fly fishing just because I live here now and it's incredible, but like, I would never want to do that tournament wise. Um, so there's probably like one or two rivers that, um, Bear River that flows into Cutler. Cutler is one that we're doing for the first time this year at the power plant fed river slash reservoir um all hide all hydro power plant but um and it's like marshy but the permits there are insane for me to so it's it's the first time we're doing it but the payouts aren't going to be as good unfortunately because mm -hmm. because the permits are insane i have to go through the pacific core electrical company to get it all um which isn't and our permits are pretty expensive here anyway. Plus we have to get insurance for every single tournament too. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of a pain here. Everything has to be very legal, legit. The state wants its money and that's fine. I, I, I don't mind paying the DNR and DWR because, you know, they hopefully keep our stuff clean and, and, and maintain and all that. Um, but um, so yeah, Bear River is the only one that I know that has a consistent, feed of smallmouth and largemouth bass and okay. i the other ones it's almost like they trickle through the dams so there's not a big population ah okay gotcha and so, see you know coming from the midwest like you you don't think about that you know because i'm used to muddy rivers you know and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that and cornfields, yeah. you know, where you, you got <laughs> desert and mountains, you know. Canyons. <laughs> so like, oh, yeah, <laughs> mind you, every, almost every, except for the one I'm on today, the, the, the max depth there is maybe 30 feet. But like 99% of our reservoirs here are just steep rock canyons that go down to like 400 feet. Like it's just... <laughs> You know, wow. finding those coves is where it's at. Unless you're smallmouth fishing, you might find a decent bag off some rocks. It's really tough here. It is not, and we don't maintain it like we should. Like they allow you to keep five bass of any of any uh, inches or weight here. Really? So it's, mm -hmm, yeah, there's no there's no limit. There's no slot limit here. Unfortunately, they do for a cutthroat trout. And we're a trout fishery. So this is one of the things I'm working towards. I'm, um, you know, nobody wants to like be best friends with the DNR but or DWR, but like I do. I, I want to, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm doing an event with them tomorrow. I'm doing uh, intro to kayak fishing at another reservoir. I'm going to drive to tomorrow morning. Um, so we're doing an intro to kayak fishing with them. And so that to me is like, let's, let's gain some common ground and then let's talk yeah. fast. Like, you know, it doesn't always have to be about trout. You've got some great right. bass fisheries around here that we can just grow. Let them keep them 12-inch bass. We've got thousands upon thousands of them. You know, let them keep those 10 inches. Let's leave those 15-inch those bass here. Like, that's rare for us. The biggest bass, okay, this helps you. The largest bass we've had submitted in kayak fishing Utah history is a 21.5, I believe, or maybe a 21.75. So not big. 
and that's that's one that's you know, one. <laughs> yeah. you know but just one though i mean i know yeah. yeah and and we've been going on since 2018 so we've been going on six years we, we average you know 50 people a tournament that's not very good i've seen yeah. a 22 i've seen a 22 come out of here i've not seen larger somebody told me they caught a 24 I've not seen proof of that, but like, I you know believe them and I'm sure they're in there, but there's so few and far between and we just don't conserve them like we should. Right. And so that's something I'm hoping to work on in the future. I've got so much on my plate now. It's like one of those slow rolling things. I, yeah. I got to get, get, become besties with them first and then I'll, I'll move forward. Is, you know, the great thing about Tourney X though, is you can download your tournament data and say, Hey, this is uh, the fish links that we've caught out of this lake. Mm -hmm. Here we go. You know, that's actually yeah, that's that's exactly. I've I've talked to a few of the DNR guys, and they wanted to know where we caught them, and I was like, well, if you give me like a week, I can probably you know go through every single submission, and I don't like to do that anyway. Being the the tournament director and being and fishing my tournaments, I don't go in and look where people caught their fish. Um, it's why I hire you. Yeah, <laughs> Are you busy right. next Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. But <laughs> but um but you know I don't want to go in and and make and make people think that I'm untrustworthy and, and they either have to trust me or not because I have access to that data twenty four seven. But you know I'm not going to do that just because I don't want to be that person. But um but, you know I could I could do that and give all that information to them, but it's a lot of work and and so I. I think that you're right. Like if we just say, Hey, these are the length of fish we're catching. We're talking some really skilled anglers here in Utah and, and, you know, let's, let's work on this, you know, whether we put in fake structures or, or whatever it might be, it's something needs to happen. here. Right. You know, get it on their it, radar it anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, everything is in there for a reason too, you mm -hmm. know, the smallmouth and the trout, you know, they yeah. coexist, you know, yes. So they gotta be helping each other out some way. If we're just yeah. taking them left and right, surely that has an impact on the ecosystem some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You and know? it's unfortunate here because we can catch so many 10 and 12 inches that when I look online, it's people always catch they're catching and keeping the 18 to 20s, which are those are our 15-year-old fish here. Right. And, and I don't blame them. It's legal for them. I'm never going to say anything bad. Like, that's your legal limit. You keep right. in touch, especially for feeding your family. I don't care. Like, yeah. as long as it's being legal about it, that's fine. But it's just, it's, um, it's just tough watching that when I think yeah. they would, you know, we could really conserve our bass community by just keeping those 10 and 12 inches and, and say, like, leave a 15-inch fish alone, you know. But. Yep. Like what is the, what's a normal like bag for like that takes your tournament um let's see here so state championship i went we went down to san hollow and the first day my i was in first I, my bag was 82 inches that's down south at san hollow up north i i we've never hit 90 i can tell you that much 87 might be max um, I always had to laugh because I went to a tournament at New Maloney's in California, not this recent one. I went, I went four years ago and I got 83rd place with 83 inches or something <laughs> like that. And oh, you ready for this? A week before I won our tournament with 67. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. So it's like... 
So, I mean, perspective. <laughs> so, we used to allow eight inch fish. That's how bad it was. And, and, and so I upped it to, I upped it to 10 inch fish because we got a lot more anglers. And so it's like we were, we were paying judges per fish. Now, now I'm kind of just letting Susie Q just give me like, Hey, how much was your day? How much was your day worth? Just tell me. I don't even care. <laughs> what was it worth to you? You know, we would just appreciate having you. It's not a big deal, but, um, but yeah, we used to pay per fish, so we went up to ten inches, <laughs> ten inch fish, which is still pathetic. But um, you know, it's uh, I would say like seventy inches is is probably a decent bag around here for a majority of our tournaments. But definitely, especially our small mouth tournaments. tournaments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sad, I know, I don't, but it's a, it's a grind. Like it, this teaches you to fish in a way you'll never fish anywhere else, which. It's also a bad thing because I went to other places fishing the way I fish here and I'm catching anything. Louisiana. Um, oh, gosh. Fishing fish my cypress trees. <laughs> Seriously, you did so good that first day. And I was like, I have no idea. I just don't want to get eaten by a freaking gator. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was, um, what year was that, 2019? It was 2019, 2019 yeah. For the, yeah, KDF National Championship mm -hmm. down in Shreveport. That's right. I don't know. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You rocked it that, that, that day. First day, <laughs> then that second day. My second day, I did great because I didn't care what I was doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was already out of it. There's no way I was gonna hit uh, top 100. <laughs> but, oh man, good stuff. <laughs> oh goodness. What else? Oh gosh, let's see here. What else, indeed? Um, let's see here. Um, well. I, I do have to ask because this had popped up on your memories and I am going to share this because, you know, it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and for those who are listening to this, so this is a picture of Aaron starfished out on a poop emoji floaty with a fishing rod and she had been fighting a sturgeon correct that's correct <laughs> you got to tell yep. us this story <laughs> Oh man, it's like the most unattractive picture of me ever in my entire life. I don't even care because it brings people laughter. <laughs> so, oh man. Um, all right. So I made friends with Mike McKenstry, and um, he came out to Utah to, to film a couple of episodes with us for his Bass Watch Hunter TV. And um, I said, well, there's, I said, let's go sturgeon fishing. And, uh, oh, you took it away. I'm so sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
um, so we, we did a few episodes with Sasquatch Hunter TV. And I said, let's go sturgeon fishing. And we went and looked at Snake River and the um, cubic feet. Per se. It was just flowing way too fast. So uh, that was actually out of the question for that time. And, and um, he's like, I need to catch a sturgeon. And so we found this. It's a pond. I won't lie. It's a stocked pond. And it was the best experience of my life. And I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a few. I hated fishing stocked pond. However, um, sturgeon to me are like dinosaurs. And they. I feel like they should be extremely respected. And, and especially in Idaho and, and, and those places, they're actually, um, you have to release them alive um, or you get big fines and stuff. And so... My thought was, if we, if I'm ever going to fish the Snake River for him, I, I need to learn how to properly handle them. I don't know anything about sturgeon, never fished them before. Um, and so this was like the perfect place. This, um, I, I actually wish I had his name and I'll, I'll be happy to send that to you to plug later. But he, um, he owns this sturgeon pond up in Parma, Idaho. And so we drove up there. And he let us camp right next to it. It's a big, pretty darn big pond. He had a one seven foot sturgeon in there. I think his name was Michael Jackson or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he had a name. <laughs> and, um, and there was, I don't even know how many sturgeon were there. You cast in there catching a sturgeon. He, he gave us rods. He gave us these, um, these bottles of, of pickled herring to catch them with. And, um, and so we're just catching them off the side and some of us are going on the kayak and, and, and Mike's doing his thing, filming everything. And this girl comes up, she knew that I was coming. So she came and met us. They had a camel come as well, by the way, like kangaroos, camels. I don't know what it is with me, <laughs> camping and like random crazy animals. You never but, know what you're going to get. <laughs> but quite the camel was there. If you go to my Facebook page, you'll probably see him. Um, and, um, and this girl came and she's like, we've got some poop emojis we're going to go out in. And I was like, okay. Like nobody actually had to talk me into it. I mean, I was, I didn't even think I was drunk. I think I just said, okay. <laughs> and I wore my life vest just in case I got wrapped up in a line. Cause these lines are like 80, hundred pound, you know, line tests or whatever. And you can't use, um, you have to use barbless hooks and everything. They can be really gentle with them. Their, their spines are very, uh, I don't know if you've ever caught sturgeon, but their spines are very fragile. You can't, you don't want to take them out of the water. It's his pond, so he'll let you, like if he has um, handy, handy capable people that are there that are fishing, he'll help them take it out of the water and take pictures of them. He's, he's, he's awesome. Like just a great experience of catching sturgeon. And so um, I went out in this poop emoji and I unfortunately foul hooked a five foot sturgeon in its top fin. And I was fighting that mother effer forever <laughs> i tore my bicep muscle i broke the, i broke the rod it was, under, it was it was in my armpit the entire time and the end of it broke off and like i finally you don't see it in his video but like i've my buddy Kyle came out in his kayak. We got it to the surface. And as soon as it kicked at the surface, it came off. I didn't even care. I got to see it. It was like 10, 20 minutes. And at the very end of Mike's video on Basquatch Hunter TV, all you see is me barely holding on to the side kayak. <laughs> Star, starfish got us. <laughs> Taking me back to shore because I am just exhausted. <laughs> 
So that was me laying back on this thing, which lost my gosh, laying back on this thing, trying to hold on to this stupid rod. <laughs> and it was on a drone. Like, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael McKenstry. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> He posts all about asking me, and I called him. I'm like, I will kill you. I will literally kill you if you don't take that down. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. He's <laughs> an earned starfish, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That was that. <laughs> Very cool story. Awesome. Now, 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 my my next, uh, we'll say, bucket list item is actually go out on the Snake River and, and catch a wild sturgeon in my kayak. So, nice. still can't take him out of the water, but um, there's some like nine, ten footers out there. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, yeah. Can't yeah. Oh, <sighs> that would be. A I'm gonna. Trip. Yeah, I'm gonna scream like a girl. I'm. Gonna happen. It's fine. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. Another thing I meant to ask you that I forgot earlier. Um, are there any? I know last year you said you had like a lady donor or something, but do you have any other lady members? We do actually. Um, I think at one time we had almost ten, and that's a lot. Yeah, so I, I want to say it was close to 10. Um, we've had one. She's been with us since the very beginning. It's probably Sandy. She's the one I probably taught. She's my, like, you know, life goal. She's, you know, gets out on there and walk her. Her husband helps put the kayaks down and get her all set up. She's in her walker, her arcade, and she gets in. She fishes nearly every event. They had to miss our first event this year, which was very, which was very rare for them. But um, she'll be back out there the next weekend. But, um. Yeah, and we've, we've had some new ones. We've got two brand new ladies coming this weekend. One is the girlfriend of one of our anglers. The other one's just a, she's like, I fished with my dad in a couple boat tournaments. So I'm going to try it out. So I immediately messaged her and was like, what do you need? Like, I don't mean to like cater to our women more. I, I do try to, I do reach out to every brand new angler if I can. But the women just, because I know how nervous I was. And I'm not saying that men and women get nervous separately, but like, I just know like it's a man's world. And so I just try to give her a little bit more support and it was like, you know, what do you need? This is where I'm going to be. Like, here's my phone number. If you have any questions. And then I, I do try to do out with all brand new members, but mostly the women, you know, make her feel comfortable. So. Heck yeah. That's so yeah, this awesome. year, I, I think our first tournament, I think we have five fishing this tournament next weekend. Nice. So, really it's not too bad. I was really surprised. I'll say this. So I went to New Maloney's, the Native No Limit tournament. Um, and it was the, the 182 angler blast off at one freaking launch. <laughs> that was awesome. That photo I was, that you took. Uh, yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I was the only woman in that tournament. Wow. That's Can you believe that? That does surprise me. I couldn't believe it. Like, there is, I've actually, before I went there, I watched a ton of YouTubes 
just trying to see what what's active and mostly i watched a bunch of like these asian women's turn uh youtubes they were you know just shore fishing but there was a ton of them and i was like oh man i hope they joined the tournament but i was the only female there i could not believe it i was really really surprised so i i hope they reach out a little bit more and honestly i i think it's honestly just the demographic here like i think it's just more of a a family oriented state and i don't mean that in any positive or negative way compared to anybody else but you know i like it's very it's very family friendly state here and so i think a lot of the um the wives either come with their husbands or you know it's just it's just been great we've i've been really and maybe it's the fact that i'm a female tv too i don't know i don't know what draws them in but i'm you know hoping that helps yeah. So we'll see. I'm still the only girl in my club. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. How yeah. many members do you guys have? Uh, we still have 50 members. Okay. Yeah. We mean, actually dropped a lot from last year. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's economy or what, but we dropped a ton of members. Or maybe it's just me not promoting, but. Yeah, yeah, well, our club, so the way that we have it is so we'll we'll have it so that we have like a limit of 50 members and then we'll open our event up to five non-members to each event because we know all 50 never sign up just because not all of them make it to all the events. But we still have, well, Illinois only permits 50 people yeah wisconsin you can do more so wisconsin we could technically do more but we try to split it up between the two states but yeah illinois and illinois changed their permit thing this year too so um you have to um you have to give the state 10 percent of what you paid out it's great. It's great. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it they don't I'm trying to think, do they charge for permit? No, Wisconsin charges for permits. I'm trying to remember what Illinois did. But yeah, they it, it's it's so interesting how all the states differ for whether or not they charge for permits like if you need to pay um insurance and stuff insurance you know all these different things and whatnot so yeah it's yeah that's a whole other ball game being a tournament director too and if you're going across different states and whatnot too yeah and it sucks like we we used because we were catch and release we used to not have to get permitting and then i think they realized that they could make a lot of money off of us. Right. And so they yeah. started saying, well, if you're going to award more than $2,000 or have more than 85 participants, you have to pay this amount. And we always go over $2,000 and I, I don't want to be illegal. Like that's, right. that's stupid. Yeah. I could, I could fake it and like, you know, quietly move money, but like, that's not what I'm about. I want to, mm-hmm. I want everybody to celebrate what people are winning and having a good time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yep. As soon as they it's, find out that money's so, involved, then they're just oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Where's my cut? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How much are you making? 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I was yeah. telling you know they don't make a damn dime. We don't make anything. Right, we're doing this for free. We're volunteering yeah. to do all of this. Like, come on, you know. I was trying to use my my junior league as leverage for for permits when I have to get them from like private entities. I'm like, well, we've got this like this nonprofit junior league. <laughs> I looked into starting and doing um like uh my first tournament thing as like nonprofit and just it's to insane. do that. Oh my oh, god, yeah. yes. And I was like, oh, no, no. I know I know a lot of clubs have boards and like multiple mm. people helping, but like we don't. It's just myself and Joe. And it's because like you know, I, we take on everything ourselves, like literally everything. And, and I, I don't, and that's fine. And there's just, I'm not saying I can't count on my members, but people come and go, they have a happen. And, and, and sometimes like for me and Joe, it's like, well, him and I are so in sync that it's like, if this other person wants to do something different, if it doesn't work up to what Joe and I want to do, like then Joe and I don't want to do it anymore. You know, we're doing it for free. So if it doesn't work, to our schedule or the rules don't work to our not our advantage but you know what i mean like we're doing this for free we're not you know we're not trying to screw anybody over we rarely win very rarely you know it's like i want to keep this fun for him and i because if it's not somebody else has got to take over and guess what nobody wants to do this as soon as it's not fun anymore then it changes and yes 100 yep yep 100 Yep. And it's tough, but I, I, again, if we could keep this fun and keep most people happy, then I've thrown out some really na- nasty gram, like blanket statements. Like, you know, you don't get to talk to us this way. You don't get to demand changes. You know, if you want to have, a, if you want to, you're totally fine. <laughs> if you want to have, um, you know, a say in something like you need to, um, you know, present it to us in a, in a, in a nice way like we'll listen to you and we'll take suggestions but if you demand that we make changes because your boat tournaments do this right bye like i'm sorry like we yeah that's what i'm gonna listen to even less right okay karen (laughs) (laughs) when i keep encouraging people you want to so we're very like i said we're very family friendly we're very like or home oriented like if you want a more competitive league, go ahead and start it. Like I'll help you promote it. If you've got tournaments on our off tournaments, I will let you know, I'll promote them for you. Like that doesn't bother me. I'm not, I'm not trying. I don't think I'm going to lose business. I'm not making money off of this. Like if we have, if we have anglers that would rather be more competitive, go ahead. Like that's fine. We're good. I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. I totally know what you mean. (laughs) Good stuff. That's right. (laughs) Well, we are about at the hour mark. Um, So I think at this point, um, if you don't have anything else, I wanted to give you a chance to uh, shout out any sponsors or uh, anybody else. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll wrap things up. Awesome, appreciate that. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, I'm Utah, the Utah Anglerette on Instagram. I think there's underscores between each word. Aaron Mathis on Facebook. I'll pretty much accept most friend requests. You know, we gotta have like a few friends in common at least. Um, 
Um, it's not the best on card fishing Utah. If you're interested in joining our group, shout out to Joe Randall, who's my co-owner. He does shoot fish live. Check out his YouTube. He's hilarious. Shows all of his fails, which are like way better than his <laughs> awesome videos of catching fish. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Idaho River Sports, who's been sponsoring me for the last three or four years. I'm really happy to be partnered with them. And then I just joined... Um, I just got picked up by uh, Millennial Custom Rods, and I'm really excited about this this uh, partnership. They do some pretty awesome custom rods um, between colors and guides and, and um, real sets and everything like that. So check them out. Um, honestly, just if you feel like sponsoring like, some kids, hit me up. We got some juniors that would love some free stuff. You know, <laughs> it's about getting our youth into the into the fishing world and. And we do a lot of fun things like we have a junior league bucket where um, adults can donate all their unused lures and stuff. And we'd give that whole bucket away to the angler of the year, for wow. the, you know, at the end of the season, things like That's that. That's cool. That's a good idea. Heck yeah, I like that. Yeah, we ended up filling up five buckets our first year doing wow. it. <laughs> so then we, we gave one full bucket to one kid and then the other 10 kids, we split it amongst them. So <laughs> Nice. So yeah, I mean, we're, if you want to send some money our way, we'll go buy some stuff just for the juniors. Like that's what we do. It's, we're not in it for the money, and I make my own money. I got my own real job. I just I do this for fun, and this is this is my passion. This is uh, you know, I I, I like to win. I almost miss miss winning a lot because I I used to win a lot, <laughs> but uh, I think I get a lot more joy out of watching other people win. So no, I I like money more than that, but. It's, you know, it's all about <laughs> it's all about watching everybody else and enjoy their time with us. So, yeah, Very we're nice. here for it. That's Thanks right. Thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Kai and awesome. I are excited. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. You too. And, <laughs> and uh, Sean, you want to close us out? All right, guys. Well, uh, Aaron, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it was awesome to hear about all those cool things. Guys, definitely check out the links in the show notes. Um, if you're in the Utah area, check out uh, the Utah Kayak Fishing League. And um, again, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>